in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. Okay, it is now time for us to start the fourth episode. Wow. Of Two Brothers, One Bible. I'm Robert Wakefield. And I'm Peter Searson. And today, what are we going to talk about, Peter? We're going to talk about the 23rd Psalm. And why are we doing that? You know, if you have not been a part of this podcast before, maybe you're just tuning in for the first time, and and welcome. We're glad you're here. Absolutely. Uh, Robert brought to me the idea of, of Mount Rushmore and how... You know, you just carve in stone. And he he said, what are your four outstanding, monumental, go-to verses in your life? And so uh, I I gave him my four, and uh, the caveat was don't pick his four. And I picked one, and, and we both landed on the 23rd Psalm. Yes, we did. So we've been looking at the 23rd Psalm. We're up to verse four. Okay. On the 23rd Psalm. And so I'll read that. It says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Mm. Boy. Man. Now, this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, um, the whole psalm turns right here. It really does. It, this is a pivotal verse. Because the first three verses, we're talking about all the things that the shepherd is doing for us. Right. And, and how much it, it means to us to have someone who's leading us to the places we need to go. Right. And then it turns, and even though I walk through the valley mm-hmm. of the shadow of death, it just completely turns on a dime. Right. And one of the things that I noticed when I was reading this over again for, for our podcast was, um, for you are with me. Right. Yeah. Um, it's gone from he does this, he does this, he does this, to you do this. Mm. It becomes very, very personal. Right, and it started out personal. It My did. shepherd, yeah. Yeah, it did. Right. started yeah. out very personal, and then yeah. it went to, is it the second person, third, he, third, I don't know the. I don't remember the English part of that, but it it just turns now that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, um, what are your thoughts about walking through the valley? You know, as a pastor, this is kind of one of those verses that people anticipate at a graveside service, mm-hmm. you know, or in the funeral service itself. It's one of those verses of comfort, and and I think it's this verse right here, and and I think it's interesting. It doesn't say if you walk through the valley of the shadow of doubt. Mm-hmm. It's when you walk through right. the valley. You know? and, and I think because of that, we all can relate to those valleys. Now, you know, we can really have a, a big contest whose valley is darker and whose is more difficult, but you know, it really doesn't matter. If, if you're three and you've got a boogeyman under your bed, that's just as real for a three-year-old as a thirty-year-old facing unemployment and doesn't know where the next job is. You know, right. so you know we all have these 
these trials, these dark days, these where where the shadows are scary and we don't know the next turn. And boy, if we ever needed a savior to guide us, a shepherd to lead us, mm-hmm. these are those days that we need it. And isn't it interesting that the psalmist David writes that it's a valley? Yeah. It's not a mountaintop. No. It's not the lowest part. It's it's a valley. You've got two steep you're walking in in between two steep ridges or two steep yeah. mountains or whatever. You're walking in the valley right. of this. And that's really a scary thought. Yeah. Because at any time something could happen uh in a valley. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's I just lo- love the imagery of the valley being part of what the imagery here is. Yeah, I served a church in West Virginia for 12 years, and, and they have hollers. They don't have they valleys. Have, they have hollers. They got hollers. You know, and the joke is, you know, there's some of those hollers. They don't see sunshine, but like for 15 minutes at, at 3.30. I oh, mean, yeah. Because they're so steep. Right. And uh, and so that's the imagery I have for this verse is these are dark places that are dark all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you're looking for sunlight to guide you, you, you're not going to get it. And and the shadows are scary. I remember as a kid, you know, the lights are off and, and every object in your room suddenly takes a, a shape, you know. It does. It's, and they're, they're scary shapes. And you turn the light on, oh, okay, that's that's just my, my comforter off my bed. Right. <laughs> you know, and and this is this is that paranoia of that verse is, is life is a scary place. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So uh, we're walking, even though I walk through, I think that walking through is also a very key two words. Uh, We're not getting in the valley and staying. No, no. um, Because the shepherd is leading us. Right. Um, And no matter what takes place in our lives, whether it's good, bad, or whatever, we have a shepherd that is taking us through this, Mm -hmm. and we're walking through it. Yeah. Um, so that gives me great comfort in anything that I find myself struggling with, that if something were to happen, I know that I'm going to get through this with my shepherd leading the way. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, you know, let's, let's put it in today's context. You know, let, let's say you're in a scary city, uh, maybe a not a familiar city, you know, and you're in a seedy area of town. And, and the shadows are looming. It's getting dark, and, and so you're scared. But you're walking with Chuck Norris. <laughs> right. Suddenly not so scary. Not so scary anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So scary setting, scary environment, bad things could happen. And, and that's what David is saying here. This is a scary place, mm-hmm. but you're with me. But you are with me. Yeah. Yeah. And that that the Chuck Norris now— I did not know that sometime in this podcast we were going to have a Chuck Norris res- uh, reference. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that a lot. That's yeah. pretty good. Well, Todd will like it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He'll love that. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And there's the, another key phrase there. It's the shadow yeah. of death. Yeah. It's not the real thing. It's not the real thing. Right. Uh, I am not scared of a shadow of a dog right? or a shadow of a blade or a gun. I'm not scared of the shadow. Shadows can't get you. No. No. So this is, even though I'm walking through this uh, shadow of death, I don't have anything to fear. Right. Because the shepherd 
is leading us through it, and we're walking through it together. Yeah. Well, and then he leads that that the shepherd is equipped for any situation. He's mm-hmm. got two weapons at his disposal. He's got a rod and a staff. A rod and a staff. And, and so from a sheep's perspective, that brings comfort because my my shepherd is is ready for any situation. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know the staff is really more for the sheep's protection. Uh, it's got that little hook in it that we're using to see that it can guide the sheep, pull mm-hmm. them back. Uh, uh, the young lambs that fell off a cliff, they would get them and bring them up. But that rod never left. It's kind of like a small baseball bat, okay. about 18, 20 inches long. Right. Had a string that would be around their wrist. So even when they were using their their work back in that Philip Keller book that you talked about, mm-hmm. It talks about that they were moving these large boulders in a field so they could plow it, and there was a, a young uh, worker there helping, and they lifted this rock, and there was a cobra underneath the rock. Oh, and so he immediately this this young boy went from pushing the rock to grabbing the rod in his hand, and he struck the cobra and, and killed it. So this was a something that like you know it's not just uh, he's he's a shepherd without anything, any weapons to to deal with. He's he's got it in his hands. Here. He's got it in his hands right there. And th- the fact that he is going to protect the sheep, yeah, uh, with this rod and the staff. Now, were they this? Were they two separate things? Two separate things. Okay, because yeah. I, I, I somewhere somebody wrote um, a commentary I read that some people think it was just one, mm, no. but but I think there's, there's they're, two. They're, they're two very distinctive, uh, used for different things. The, the, the rod wouldn't be used for the sheep. Oh, no. No, but the staff would. Okay. But the rod was mainly for protection. You know, and, and you know, if he was fighting off a bear or lion, he might use both things. You know? Yeah, but, um, exactly. But two different instruments. Two different instruments of destruction, as we yeah. like to say. That's what we like to say. That's what we like to say. So your rod and your uh, your staff, they comfort me. And, you know, your Chuck Norris reference is really good. Okay. Because when you think about I was in uh, a town, a big town. It was, it was actually, it was New Orleans. Oh, I love New and Orleans. And it's a great yeah. town. It's yeah. a great city. Yeah. Uh, but there's some seedy areas down there. There, there is. And yeah. it, well, just like in any town. Sure. Picking on New Orleans. No. But we were just there. And, you know, it was, it was scary walking through some of those places. Yeah. And um, knowing that our shepherd in, in the scary things of life can, can take us through. You know what's scary for me, Robert, is, is the unfamiliar. That's exactly right. You know, first day of school, uh, first day at work, um, going to a new town. You know, uh, we just rented a car coming back from vacation, uh, not knowing where the headlights were. You know, <laughs> just the, the unfamiliar scares me. Right. You know, and I I think that's you know, there's there's just paths in life. You were in New Orleans and you weren't familiar with the territory. You weren't weren't sure what what to do, and so I think. There's just a lot of scary things, and that's where we go back to this. This is a experienced, trained, professional, confident shepherd, mm-hmm. and that's who Jesus is for us. There is nothing we can experience in life. There's nowhere we can go. There's nothing that Jesus says, well, that's a new one for me. I don't know how to handle that. Right. He says, I got this. Yeah. 
And Jesus and John says that he is the good shepherd. I mean, the best. He's the best. He's yeah. absolutely the best. Yeah. Uh, we can't follow anybody that's any better uh, than Jesus being the good shepherd. and Because he knows the sheep by name. Yeah. You know, that that to me is just, what a, what a blessing that is. But here's our choice. What are we going to look at? Are we going to look at the shadows and get scared and get freaked out and get all anxious and get mm-hmm. all upset? Or are we going to look at the shepherd? All right. It's easy to look around and see in your surroundings and take your eye off the shepherd. Well, you know what else? It's not in this verse, but you know what else you can look at? What's that? Other sheep. <laughs> exactly. How are they reacting? What yeah. are they doing? Are, are they getting tense? Are they getting nervous? How many times do we gauge our reaction by other people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the go with the crowd mentality. We we don't want to think we're joiners. You know, I'm I'm fierce. I'm independent. I'm a leader. But how many times do, you know, well, everyone else is laughing. I'm going to laugh, too. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone else is scared. I'm going to get scared, too. Right. What are we looking at? Well, that that's another. You are just coming up with some excellent, excellent analogies here. Well, you're being kind. And, and if you want to knock off the rest of the day. <laughs> I see where this is going. Feel free, feel free to do that. Oh my goodness! So that gets us all the way. We are ready to uh, tackle verse five on our next uh, podcast. So, um, any other thoughts that you would have uh, on this? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, wow. I will fear no evil. You, you know what? I I don't know what our timeline is, but let, let, I'm just want to pray. Well, let's because do that. I, you know, I think there may be people in in what we're talking about, and so uh, let me just pause. Pr- Father, I pray for those who are in the shadows right now, scary places, unfamiliar territory, places where they're they're uncertain. Father, if they if they have a dynamic relationship with you, may they focus their eyes on you. And Father, for those who don't. May you put people in their lives that will guide them and direct them to a shepherd, to a savior, to a a friend who is closer than a brother, who will lead us in all these situations. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Peter. And thank you so much for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. Please share this with all your friends and subscribe. And um, I can't think of anything else to tell them to do to make this podcast grow. Uh, no, re-listen to it. Re-listen to it. Yeah. And you've listened to every episode so far, haven't so you? So I've kept up. You've kept up. I have. Okay. I have. Thank you so much for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. And I'm Peter Searson. Thanks so much, and God bless. All right. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.